Welcome to the Amy Rushworth Show. I'm your host, Amy. I'm so glad you're here. I'm an empowerment and sexual wellness coach, breathwork teacher, podcaster, course creator, badass bitch, and a globally recognized thought leader on empowerment. And I'm here to help you if you're ready to fuck off the rules and create a life of unashamed, unapologetic pleasure and deep, deep confidence. I have a burning passion for the taboo and naughty areas of womanhood that we're not supposed to talk about, such as sexual wellness, bold self-expression, defying social expectations, and so much more. The topics that we're typically taught to shut up about or be ashamed of are the conversations I live for, and those are the kind of juicy, soulful chats that are going down on this show. My intention is for you to step into your most outrageously free, unapologetically expressed version of you. So if that sounds like a vibe, let's fucking go. Are you ready? Hey, lovely. How are you? Hi. Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you? Really, really good. So good to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I will let you introduce yourself, though, because you will do it much better than I will. (laughs) So my name is Bryony Hopkins. I am a blogger and a journalist. I'm currently working at the BBC. And I write a lot on my blog, A Belly Full Of about my journey living with Crohn's, which is a chronic illness, an autoimmune disease that affects your gastro system. So I write a lot about my journey with that, my journey to self-confidence, because I have a lot of body scars from surgery that I've had because of my condition, uh, and just about food, because I'm obsessed with food. And I've also just launched a belly full of events, which kind of brings all those things that I write about together into sort of the real life and meeting other people who are going through the same thing. You're pretty much amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so let's talk about Crohn's disease. It's obviously something that you live every day, you experience every day. It affects probably everything you know about your life. So what has it been like living with a disease or an, is it a disease or an illness? Yeah, both, both, yeah. 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 So what's it like for you on a day-to-day basis and how has that affected, I guess, like your journey as a woman and maybe your relationships and just the way that you live your life every day? It's such an interesting question because I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was actually four years old. So it's kind of completely part of the fabric of my whole being. And I kind of don't really know any different. It's actually quite unusual to be diagnosed that young. Lots of people are actually diagnosed more between the ages of like 18 to 30. And when they ask me about the diagnosis process and like how I cope with the adjustment, I'm like, I really don't have an answer for that because this is just who I am. And and it's been part of me since I was so young, but it's definitely, you know, it shapes every decision I make in my life. Basically it's, I doesn't go a day past when I don't think about it. So I guess, yeah, it's completely shaped my lifestyle. It's shaped, you know, the career decisions I've made. It's shaped my decision to write my blog, for example, but it's also, you know, I have to think about what, how many hours I work because I always have to just be thinking more about my health and looking after myself way more than the average person. It's influenced what I eat. I've changed my diet quite radically. It's influenced past and my current relationship um, in terms of what I decide to talk about, what I decide to share, what I feel comfortable in sharing. So it's pretty much influenced, yeah, it's every single part of my life and it's not easy I get a lot of people messaging me saying oh you know how do you do so much you make it look so easy and it's 
it's not you know I have to probably go through like 10 different thought processes before I make a decision about doing something and you know thank goodness that I have very good friends who understand completely if I'm cancelling plans and things it's completely part of who I am and it's just you know 100% part of my life. It's such a personal one isn't it when it's gut issues thinking about what you can eat how you're going to feel after every meal how has that affected your relationships in your life and I guess living your life with friends and your boyfriend as a young woman? It's so interesting I think when I was a teenager I very much felt like I wasn't normal I felt like I was a bit of a freak and it massively impacted my confidence um I didn't actually tell anyone that I had Crohn's even though when I was going through puberty it was actually one of the worst times in my health but I didn't have the confidence and I didn't have the words to explain it to anybody and I guess when I went to uni and I moved away from home and I made some like amazing amazing girlfriends and slowly through that process and I lived with them these three girls the whole time I was at uni and sort of through that process I realized that you know when you're living with people you have, you have to tell them when you've got a health condition that impacts so many elements of your life and slowly I started becoming more honest I would just like start by just you know sharing little bits of my illness sometimes of the symptoms or how it was making me feel and then once I realized that no one thought I was abnormal no one even like really batted an eyelid I slowly built up confidence to talk about it more and then I met my current partner we've been together six and a half years and we met at the end of uni and he was kind of the first relationship I'd had where I'd been like really honest about my health and and my scars and Again, he was like not even remotely phased. And it was from then, so probably like when I graduated to uni when I was 21, I, I started to realize that, you know, I was just, I am just a young, I'm, I'm a woman, I'm a young woman, I'm the same as everyone else. There's nothing abnormal about the fact that I have to change my diet or I've got a massive scar on my abdomen. Those things don't make me abnormal, they make me who I am. But that was a very long and actually quite painful journey um, through my teens to kind of get to that point. Wow. I think it's amazing how confident you are. And you're also so open about everything. And I know that it will be really inspiring for people who are struggling with the same condition, but also any condition that makes them more self-conscious or things like scars, which I know a lot of my clients have scars or things about their body that make them feel self-conscious. So has your confidence in your relationship evolved? It sounds like your partner is amazing and he was very accepting from the get-go but has it evolved as you've been together over the years? Oh completely 100%. On the get-go he made me realize that my Crohn's disease was nothing to like it didn't put him off me which is what I basically thought at the beginning. He was just incredibly understanding, just wanted to know so much more, just asked me so many questions and it's been six and a half years now and that just slowly has given me so much more confidence in myself to the point now where I feel confident enough to you know chat to you about it and I I can put a you know I'd never would have ever put a picture of me in a bikini showing my scar on a public social media platform well not even a private social media platform I just never would have done that and now I just want to do it all the time because I want other people to feel that their body is just as beautiful as they are and actually you know when you have a chronic illness your body is fighting every single day your body is fighting to make sure that you can do the same things that everyone else does. And actually that should be celebrated, that we shouldn't be you know, hiding our bodies. We should be celebrating the fact that we are able to go to work. We are able to see our friends, you know, not all the time, but it's, and it's a really difficult one with a chronic illness because there is a lot of frustration you have with your body. Um, so I think, you know, at least trying to celebrate 
physical aspects which have shown sort of the battles that we've won I think that can just be quite empowering in itself totally you mentioned frustration with your body a lot of women that I work with have a lot of resentment and a lot of anger against their own bodies Mm. when you have an illness as well I'm sure that that is just triple amplified so how have you dealt with the frustration or the anger towards your body if any for I guess not working or looking the way that you necessarily would wish it to at times I think I have I definitely have accepted the way that it looks and I feel good about that now I still, to this day, I really still get waves of anger about the, about the fact that I might plan my diary and then I'll, I might be having a bit of a rubbish week with my health and things start. And, and it's normally the fun things that get dropped first because obviously work and career is really important. I do, I do still feel angry and I just, I just have a few things in my toolkit like mindfulness, eating really good food, um, meditation, yoga, just some things that I can if I am being forced to rest or my body's not behaving how I want it to and I'm angry about it, I have just sort of a few like calming mechanisms, I suppose. I, I quickly come out the other side of it, but I do still get those, you know, waves of frustration. Yeah. Do you find that sharing it on your platform has helped you to kind of vent and diminish some of that anger or some of that guilt or shame that you feel? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, a, it's a weird one because I think I actually started writing the blog in the first place more as like therapy for myself. I was diagnosed when I was four. I didn't start talking about it openly until I was about 20, 21. And I was just harboring these like years where I had basically dealt with it with just me and my family and my family are absolutely incredible. And they're still so incredible now. I still lean on them for so much support, but I very much sort of, we dealt with it as a unit and I personally hadn't dealt with it by telling other people about it like that was still a really big deal still to this day I'm still I'm still amazed when people are interested or want to hear more about it so yeah definitely it's definitely helped and also social media is an amazing platform for meeting other people in the same scenario I think maybe when I was a teenager and I was going through it social media wasn't at that point where people were sharing their kind of health stories and I felt very very lonely and I just I don't feel like that at all anymore so I think social media has been amazing for that It's great to hear you say that because I think social media gets a really bad rap, Mm. but Mm. I really think social media can be a really positive place for particularly things that are stigmatized or people who feel alone in some way. It's a really good way, I think, of finding a community of like-minded people, especially if you have, you know, an illness or a sensitivity or just a part of you that you feel like you're alone with. And I think social media is a great place to kind of almost find your people. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, just just even having someone saying, oh, I saw a picture of you with your scar and I just wore a bikini for the first time in years. That in itself is just incredible. We, we talked so much about the negatives of social media, but I think when it comes to chronic illness and for sure, um, it's so positive in so many ways. Amazing. So let's talk mental health. Obviously, having your condition, there has been an influence on your mental health, Mm. but also uh, potentially an influence of your mental health on your illness. So can you tell me a bit about that? Oh, yeah, it's um, it's such a tricky one. Like my Crohn's uh, is very, very much aggravated by stress. And it's been still uh, and, and still something that I still am sort of trying to figure out is how I manage my stress because as soon as I get stressed my illness gets worse sometimes my illness is you know flaring up anyway and then I get stressed about that it's almost like a seesaw like it's really hard to get that like equilibrium across both sides 
and again I just I just try my best to sort of use um, I've used some sort of like herbal remedies that work for me and again like meditation mindfulness things that I can just try and manage my stress levels in terms of how my mental health has been affected just by having Crohn's in itself I think I've seen a therapist I'm not at the moment but you know I probably will again you know sometime in the future and it's been hugely beneficial to talk through sort of like the feelings that I have around my body and like what you were just saying about those frustrations and your body image difficulties I think it's really important and that you talk about them Uh, and I'm lucky I can talk about it with my partner and I can talk about it with my family and my friends it hasn't been an easy road at all. You've had quite a few surgeries and operations haven't you so how has that taken a toll on you mentally? Even just seeing you post about that stuff, I immediately just think like, wow, that must be really hard. That must be really frustrating. That must be really scary. So how do you deal with those types of emotions having to, I guess, constantly, you know, go into hospital or have operations um, probably unexpectedly at times too, I imagine. Yeah, it's very odd. And people think I'm a bit weird when I say this, but I think I've just spent so much of my childhood in hospitals. I weirdly find them quite safe. Obviously it's still scary. And, and, you know, I had an operation at the end of March, which was completely unexpected. And that was you know not a very nice experience to go through, but I do just, I generally have, I, I trust the NHS a lot um, because they've just supported me so much. They've always looked after me so well. So I always I do generally feel quite well looked after if I'm in hospital. I know that sounds bizarre. I always find that the most difficult part, the recovery time, because when you're recovering from an operation, your body is, you're, you're basically forced to rest. And when you try and do something like, you know, even just walk to a shop, if you do that a couple of weeks after surgery, you literally come down and have to like have a like five hour nap. Um, and that is really frustrating. I find that I found that I have found that process quite isolating because, you know, people think once you're out of hospital, then you know, you're well, you should be fine now. But actually that process can go on for weeks, sometimes months before you sort of feel back to yourself. And that is, that's always been the time that my mental health has suffered most. You've got such a positive attitude. I love it. I think you've got to, like, I just, I don't see, you know, I see a lot of negativity online actually around chronic illness. Um, And I have actually been trolled quite a lot for previous articles and things that I've written. Wow. Yeah. Which, and from other people who have got a similar illness. And I just personally feel that negativity breeds negative energy. You know, you're struggling with your energy anyway, which I do. I just, I don't find that a productive thing for me personally. Well, I think it's an amazing attitude to have. And, you know, you mentioned energy. I don't have any clients that have Crohn's disease, but I have a lot of clients who have gut issues Mm -hmm. and their gut issues actually lessen in severity through talking to me, through expressing their emotions particularly anger, Mm. releasing anger, our anger stores in our gut. So a lot of people, when I lead them through, like say an anger release uh, meditation or an anger release ritual, they Mm. physically feel it move from their stomach up into their throat. And um, that just goes to show there's a lot of fire there. You know, there's our digestive fire, physiologically, scientifically, there is, you know, this huge gut brain connection um, so I guess for you, like being positive is very healing. Yeah, I've, I've had the really low negative times in the past and they just haven't served me. I haven't um, come out of that feeling, like you said, any better about anything really. And and the fact is a chronic illness, chronic in itself, like it's going to go on for the rest of my life. So let's just make the best of it. And, you know, in lots of ways, I don't think I'd be the person that I am today if I didn't have Crohn's. So it's just really important to try and see all the good things in life, which there are so many of. Um, it can be hard to see those things sometimes. 
Absolutely. So in terms of energy, obviously with a condition like yours, you have limited amounts of energy at times, I'm sure. So how have you dealt with saying no to people or having boundaries with people? Because I think women struggle with this anyway, Mm. in my kind of view. Um, So how have you managed that? And how has it been for you like saying no or um, having to turn things down because of your condition or how you're feeling? Honestly, I I still find it difficult. And um, I I think I'm naturally a bit of a people pleaser. And it's taken me a long time to realise that I can say no and you know it's not going to impact anything it's not going to impact my relationship with someone and, and that's also been a process of me being more honest you know I used to say no to things and then like make up an excuse like I'm working late really I was just absolutely exhausted I was having a really bad day or a really bad week now I will just say I'm having a bad health week like can I let you know so I, I just I give myself not a get out of jail free card but I am much better now at sort of forewarning people and I suppose as well, like I, I guess because I have this, I have a, you know, a platform now where if I am dealing with people, even in a, a work environment, they are also aware of my health and how it impacts me. I do still find it difficult that it's an invisible illness. Um, that's a phrase actually I don't think I've used yet. But, and I look completely fine. Like if someone met me, I really don't think they would have a clue. And that can be a blessing sometimes because it means I don't have to talk about it with every single person that I meet. But can be really difficult at the same time because if I am saying that I'm feeling rough you know I have had the comments like well you you look fine oh well you know you're smiling earlier or you know I saw you having a laugh so you can't be that bad I think there's maybe I don't know a bridge to be gap there in terms of um people's perception but yeah in terms of boundaries I'm much better than I am now but I do still get horrendous guilt when I say no (laughs) I'm gonna work on that one (laughs) I mean, you know, you know where to find me, but um, (laughs) I think, I think so many people will resonate with that, whether they, you know, have an illness or not, like it can be very draining saying yes to people all the time. But I think like so much of our self-worth can end up being tied to saying yes and being everywhere for everyone Mm -hmm. all the time. So illness or not I think it's like a journey that we're all kind of always going through even me yeah totally and I think you know as well we both live in London there's just something about London sometimes that makes you feel like you should always be rushing from A to B you should always be really really busy you know I have learned now that being busy isn't a marker of success success for me is now being well rested and happy enough to perform well in all areas of my life so that has been you know it's a it's a bit of a realization to come to but you know, now I know that it it has become easier. Incredible. So with work, Mm -hmm. how do you navigate that? Because I speak to a lot of women who might have problems with their womb, you know, PCOS, endo, Mm -hmm. gut issues, different uh, autoimmune disorders, and they really struggle with work because they feel like maybe men at work don't understand their managers don't understand, they might have an invisible illness like yours, and they really struggle feeling accepted and feeling like their, I guess, condition is worthy of taking time off or whatever it is. Yeah. So how has your experience been um, in the world that you live in? Because I know that the journalism industry is pretty cutthroat. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I have always been quite open about it since I started work um just really because I was getting more stressed trying to you know 
work in the same way that everyone else can. Um, and I recently just started a new job. And even before I started the new job, I met with my manager, who was incredible. And I explained everything that was going on in my health. And she's been so, so supportive. I sometimes think your colleagues can be trickier. So with that, I just, I've made it very clear that, you know, if they ever wanted to ask me any questions, they can. Um, that's obviously completely up to them. I'm not going to like announce my life story. But I think being open and honest with managers before you start a job can really help. If you are sick or like you do have to take time off, which everyone is entitled to do, by the way, no matter what condition you have, they already know. They already have a, not a forewarning, but kind of, they already have a heads up. You know, in my industry where it is really cutthroat and if I do have to take a time off, it affects everyone else in my team because we work on a, in a really fast-paced newsroom atmosphere where you need, you need the amount of people that are supposed to be there. So everyone feels the impact if someone is sick. I've just found it easier being upfront and open about it and always making sure people know they can ask me questions rather than, you know, say stuff about it behind my back. Yeah, I think, you know, communication, yeah. it's just always key, isn't it? Because sometimes people just uh, are a bit ignorant or they don't know or they don't have an awareness of what something is. So mm -hmm. they might think, oh, well, what's a stomach problem, you know, and not realize that, you know, it's a really debilitating condition or they might just not know and they make their own assumptions. So mm -hmm. I think communicating is so key, but I think sometimes people are so afraid to share or to talk to people. Yeah, I completely, and you know, talking to face to face about a health condition with actually you know if you're, if you're doing it with a new manager at a job you haven't even started talking about it to almost a perfect stranger but I think you're kind of almost lifting a weight off your shoulders in that respect because then they know and then you're not and then if something does happen you're not going to have the the worry of missing work plus the worry of having to explain it to your manager because part of that explanation has already happened I just that communication and people are always more understanding than you think they are going to be. Always seem to think people are going to have an issue with it, especially at work. And they never, ever do. That's one of the messages I would say to anyone who's worried about, you know, in a, in a workplace environment with an office, in an office or anything like that. I think, yeah, communication is just key. Totally. So how about communication in your romantic relationship? Has this affected the way that you can be intimate together or... Has it just been like not an issue for you from the start because you had so, so much communication and so much understanding from your partner from the beginning? I was just really open with him right at the beginning, which is that, which I, and probably one of the reasons I knew that, you know, this was going to be, this was, he was a keeper. <laughs> but yeah, because I hadn't ever really been open with anyone before. You know, I used to just make up random, like, oh, I just had this operation when I was younger and that's what the scar is and brush it off and move on. Whereas when me and Josh first started talking about it, it just the whole like blah, blah, blah story came out. And after that, I was like, oh my goodness, I've never, I've never done that before. Where's that come from? And within actually the first six months of our relationship, I actually had a major operation. So he was kind of, <laughs> he was kind of forced into a situation where we had to talk about it and he, and he saw firsthand what my life is like in terms of being in hospital and being surrounded by doctors and so yeah but we always still to this day you know just have to keep talking about not just and not just how I feel about things that are going on with my health but also how he feels about it because it impacts us both and I think it's just really important to keep talking about it like I will ask how he feels because you know it's never nice seeing your loved one go through something really awful or not feeling the best that they can feel so it's not it's not just about how I feel it's also about how he feels so we just we're always just talking and making sure that we're both supporting each other in that, in those scenarios. That's such a good point. I didn't even think of that, but that's amazing. And I love that 
you were really vulnerable with him from the start and you've now got this amazing relationship mm. and it like it just goes to prove that you know when you're vulnerable you actually get like deeper levels of intimacy in any relationship whether it's romantic or friendship but it's the thing that we're most scared of is mm. to share the truth or share the imperfect parts of ourselves because we think that they make us unlovable or less lovable but actually it allows like a deeper level of relationship with someone when you are vulnerable and you show those parts yeah I completely agree we didn't plan for that to happen obviously within six months I was in I was in surgery and then was in a you know 10 week recovery or something ridiculous you know I was feeling all those feelings of isolation and he was just you know being there and supporting me and it was amazing and now since we've been together longer um I sort of started to get more of an understanding of how it was impacting him and just got to keep talking all the time (laughs) that's beautiful so just switching gears for a moment you mentioned that you know changing your lifestyle and your health behaviors have really helped you to kind of support yourself uh physically with your illness so could you share a little bit about some of the changes that you made one of the major changes I made was to my diet which was about maybe about three or four years ago now um I was going through a a really bad health phase and I went on something called a elemental liquid diet and it's nothing there's nothing celery juice or smoothie about this it was like a medical shake and during that process I basically had complete gut rest for four weeks and obviously it was a really 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 mentally challenging process but it put my body into basically complete complete remission which is incredible And then after that, you reintroduce every single food group. And through that process, I found that gluten and dairy specifically just weren't really serving me at all. They weren't, you know, taking them out hasn't cured my Crohn's, but it has made my daily life a lot easier. So that was kind of a big diet overhaul that um, happened. I've done two actually really intense meditation courses now. um, And that's kind of one of the things that I do in my lifestyle to support how I'm feeling. And then career wise, I've actually, I, I can't do a full-time journalism job it just does that that doesn't serve my body at all so I sort of created a bit of a balance myself whereas I I do that part-time and then on the other days I work on my blog and other projects which mean that I can basically (laughs) work from home and I you know I can be in my pajamas and that's fine so yeah there are sort of a few things that I've over the years changed in terms of the way I spend my time how I make my money how I eat on all of those decisions have been shaped because of my Crohn's but yeah, no, I wouldn't change any of them actually. And it, it means that, you know, I actually have a really nice balance of uh, sort of different things and things that I'm working on. Amazing. Do you feel like your illness has taught you a lot? Like, has it taught you to be grateful? Has it taught you to take care of yourself better? Like, what, is, what has Crohn's taught you? No one's ever asked me that. That's a great question. I would say it's, it's definitely taught me to look after myself better because if I don't, then you know, my, my body will just grind itself to a halt. Like every day that I wake up and I feel well, or as well as my interpretation of well is, is a day to be thankful for. So I don't take anything for granted. I don't expect the world to give me anything because, you, you know, without any expectations, like I don't really have, I don't have any expectations of the world or my life, really. I just take every day as it comes it's definitely just taught me to be more present I think because I never know what is around the next corner with my health and I spent a lot of years worrying about that and now I just you know focusing on today tomorrow next week 
serves me a lot better than worrying about what might happen in the future. I love hearing stories of people, you know, who have been through something or they're going through something and they find the silver lining or they find, you know, the the meaning in the madness. Yeah, yeah, total meaning in the madness. Yeah, that's a good way of summarising it, I think. So um, what are the things that people really want to know um, that you have wisdom to share about? I think the thing that I mostly get asked is, how do I live a normal life? Uh, or I've just been diagnosed with uh, Crohn's or colitis, inflammatory bowel disease, or even just another gut issue, like you mentioned, endo or other chronic illnesses. I get asked, how do you live a normal life? And my answer is always, I thought for a long time when I was a teenager that I lived an abnormal life. When I look back on it now, it wasn't abnormal. Everyone in the world is going through something that may or may not be classed as normal. Chronic illness is the same, but there are so many other life experiences that people go through. I always just say, you're not living an abnormal life. You're living a completely normal life. Yeah, you might have a few more obstacles in the road, but you know, so does you know, Betty down the road and so does John who lives upstairs. They're just different obstacles. You can still do everything you want to do. You just have to think a little bit more about things. You might have to just think about things in a slightly different way. And that might be just thinking differently about how you're going to go on a weekend away, or it might be thinking a bit differently about how you see your future. I think people underestimate the mental strength and almost mental agility you need to cope with a chronic illness. Yeah, mostly people ask me, can I still live the best life? I saw you go on holiday. I feel like I'll never be able to go on a plane again. And I'm like, you will. You can still do whatever you want to do. You've just got to maybe change the logistics, change the way you approach to it. But, um, you know, you can, still, you can still live your best life. Yeah. How do you remind yourself of that when you're having a particularly tough day or you're experiencing extreme pain or low energy like do you remind yourself or do you have a great support team around you that reminds you how to kind of stay positive I can I can remind myself to a point and like you said you know there are some days where you're when I'm really exhausted or I'm in a lot of pain and in those days yes I do have I have Josh who will remind me to stay positive I have uh, my mum and dad who I'm constantly in contact with they will remind me to stay positive uh, and some of my best friends. So I, I do have a sort of a few people that I can call upon who, who know me so well that they will sort of make me check in with myself and be like, okay, this is how you feel right now, Brownie, but you know, in a few hours, you might not feel like this. Tomorrow, you might not feel like this. And even if you do feel like this tomorrow, you might not feel that way the day after. So that's kind of where my ethos of sort of just being present and being and doing one day at a time rather than you know, worrying about the future that has kind of really, that concept has really served me because I don't, you know, if I sat and worried about everything that might happen with my health or future operations that I might need, I think I would just um, go stir crazy. Whereas now I take every day as it comes and enjoy every day as it comes, even the bad days, because then it makes the good days so much better. I love that. And I resonate with that. I have a lot of clients who get really overwhelmed thinking when you know oh I've got to get to this place like and I use this metaphor of a mountain so they're going how am I going to get to the top of that mountain like it's so overwhelming like how am I going to take all these steps what do I need to do and they say you don't need to know how to get to the top you just need to know what the next step is like what's one thing you can do to move closer to where you want to go and that could be in business or getting better with your health or you know in a relationship 
I love how you shared that it's like what's you know the one thing that I can do to feel better tomorrow or to feel better today yeah rather than like how am I going to cure this huge problem yeah exactly I love that analogy of the mountain that is yeah that's literally you've yeah you've explained that so well that was basically what I was trying to get at you can use that one I'm going to use that one but I'll credit I'll credit completely to you (laughs) (laughs) to wrap things up if there is someone who's listening who is struggling with something whether that's Crohn's or another condition or just life in general Mm -hmm. I think you know we all have different struggles yeah what advice would you give them about what they're going through and where they're going I think try and communicate the best you can with like people that you feel comfortable with I can't articulate enough how much that has helped me and how much it continues to help me in terms of sorting through my feelings and sorting through what's going on in my head so definitely just try and keep the channels of communication open even if it feels like something that's really hard to talk about and I think just do things that make you happy and and that doesn't that doesn't you know have to be like a trip abroad that doesn't have to be like working in your dream job that can be as simple as like having a cup of tea or like having something to look forward to later in the day if you're not feeling well like a chocolate biscuit and a cup of tea I don't know I don't know just sort of appreciating the small things and appreciating that your body is allowing you to do even the small things and just yeah just just trying to be grateful for every day that you wake up and you're able to get up and go to work or even if on even if when you come back you feel absolutely exhausted try and focus on the fact that you actually got to work and you did it rather than oh but now I feel really exhausted I guess trying to take the silver linings out of everything yeah there's always something to be grateful for if you're alive right yes that's exactly it amazing thank you so much for coming on today where can people find out more about you and the beautiful message that you're putting out there so you can find me on instagram or twitter it's bryony e hopkins bryony is b-r-y-o-n-y um, and you can also find my blog which is a bellyfullof.com thank you so much for having me amazing thank you so much thank you Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this episode ignited you, expanded you, and enriched your heart, your mind, your life in some way. If it did, reach out on Instagram. My handle is this is Amy Rushworth, or you can head over to my website for all my courses, retreats, and magical offerings at amyrushworth.com. If the show feels like a vibe for you, make sure you subscribe. And if you have 60 seconds to rate and review, or even to just share the show with a friend, I would be so, so, so grateful and it helps more amazing, beautiful people like you to discover this show and to improve their lives for the better. Stay tuned for the next episode and until then, I'm sending you strength, grace, ferocious courage and a friendly reminder to always love yourself fiercely and to go out there and live your most unapologetic life.